Sure. I guess... You uh, just wanted to kind of kill moment. Oh, what's up? Congrats on living in Michigan. I don't say that enough. No. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I had your tacos. He's air quoting tacos. Why don't you just not try? <laughs> Have you considered that? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and don't, don't. Just don't. You, got, you guys can do like, what do you do? Schnitzel? What do you do up here? Yeah. Do some fish? Get walleye or whatever? Yeah. Cook a bunch of fucking walleye. Yeah. Tacos? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's really... Yeah, where'd you go? That's what they want to know. Where'd you stands? go? Stands? Well, Dave, here's the deal. Hey, uh, where in Mexico did you come from, Stan? Uh, the big part. So, uh, what are you looking to get on these things here, huh? Get the tacos you want, huh? What are you after? Me? What city? Specifically? In Mexico? Detroit! <laughs> yeah, there you go. What the hell you want on there? How many pepperoni you want inside this motherfucker? There you go, a couple slices of cheddar cheese. Let me put it in the panini press. You got a fucking taco, buddy. There you go. Nice stuff. What kind of ketchup you want inside your taco? Muy uh, authentic. Oh. There you go. All right. You, did you go to Stan's? Yeah, exactly buddy. Yeah. What, are you, what are you after? Exactly you want it in a hot dog bun or a burger bun? <laughs> what kind of taco are you after, huh? There you go, pal. You like that? Awesome. Get out of your comfort zone every while, bro. I'm, Mess with the palate, why don't you? <laughs> Mess with the palate is yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah, you're damn right, yeah. yeah. Muy authentic. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a surfboard in the dining room. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have the practice swings out of the way, I guess. And the dollop is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, of course, is a domain, website, online store, marketing tool, analytics, the whole business, all in one. I first started working with Squarespace years ago, year, year, it's maybe a century. We've been around working together forever. Squarespace, I was the first attracted to because very, very easy to use, crisp, clean-looking templates, and you don't have to upgrade anything. They got 24-7 support, everything you need. Look, if you want to do e-commerce, they got you covered. They got online stores. They can, you can sell products. You can sell cards. You can sell digital products, subscription products, sales analytics, extensions. It's all there. It's all happening. It's all going on at Squarespace. I have my website at Squarespace. Gareth has his website at Squarespace. And, of course, we have the dollop Sources uh, page with Squarespace, and then we have dollopodcast.com where you can get all your ticketing links to live shows. Whatever you want to do, you want to publish a blog, you want to showcase your work, you want to sell products. It's all, it, you guys know what a website is. Why, 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 I don't need to explain a website. Squarespace is the place to do it because it is the easiest. I gave him, I gave him a little ribbon the other day. I was like, you guys are great. Send him a ribbon. Best, it said best website company. So look, go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
You're listening to the dollop. It's an American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to the guy who is in my van. It's our van named Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Yeah. Our van. My, I'm not just my in van. your van like a possum. Well, that's exactly how it is described in, in... the uh, show pamphlet. <laughs> Here's an amazing thing that happened. We were driving uh, in the van, our van. And uh, Dave tried to rub my shoulder, and I said, don't do that. And uh, he said, why not? It's the shoulder rub tour. And I said, no, it isn't. And he goes, yeah, it is. And then within 30 seconds, he had changed. This is like three weeks ago. He had changed, or two weeks ago, he changed it to, on our site, the shoulder rub tour. <laughs> and then yesterday, yesterday, we're coming here, and he shows me that it's still up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just left it up, so people are like, yeah, it's fine, for sure. <laughs> yeah, rub that shoulder, toss it in a taco, welcome to stands. <laughs> well, it's a shoulder rub tour. Now it officially is, so now he's allowed to rub me, which is <laughs> fine. Uh, this is pathetic. <laughs> November 1774. Nineteen seventy-four. Seventeen seventy-four. Oh, November seventeen seventy-four. So, yeah. See, we all thought you meant November seventeenth, nineteen seventy-four, oh, and you were just being oh. kind of cool, like seventy-four. No. What's up? I'm no. in a van. Seventeen seventy-four. Seventeen seventy-four. Okay. Elias Woodward was born to a luxury goods importer and his wife. Her Dutch. <laughs> I like that. So is that his mother? In Virginia. Uh, yeah, that's his mom. Okay. She's just kind of tacked on like she had nothing to do with it. And the vessel bit. for birthing. <laughs> well, that's... Your father and the thing that puts you out. Anyway, they're married. Either way. Okay. Uh, her Dutch family was one of the oldest and wealthiest in New York. And then when the Revolutionary War broke out, Elias' father joined the Americans and fought. Okay. Uh, but their landlord was a, a loyalist, and he confiscated everything they owned and that was in the store. Okay. The Woodward family was now destitute, and they never but, really... I mean, I, the landlord, no matter... Like, if you're a landlord, you're like, yeah, yeah, I believe the one where I get to take all your shit. That's which... Uh, <laughs> I subscribe to that. Uh, yep, that's... Which one is it? Yeah, I'm them. I'm sticking with them, for sure. And they've never... <laughs> landlords have never changed. No, they have not. <laughs> No, I, uh, you can't get the security deposit back. There was a spot. The spot was there before I moved in. It, now it got bigger. I think just incrementally over time, the spot increased size. I've done nothing to the spot. It's water damage. <sighs> okay. I'm going to take you to court. Well, also. no, I can't afford that. That's more than my security deposit. Bam, 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 bam. Okay. We'll see. Okay. You'd probably be end up living in a van. With approval. A co-ownership. 
It's a co-op van. Uh, you're leasing. <laughs> they, uh, they never recovered from the landlord taking all their stuff, but nice. Then Elias's uncle came uh, uh, to help him and uh, paid for him to go to Columbia College. So while he was uh, uh, at college, Elias decided to change his name. The name is Elias. Elias or Elias? Elias. Elias. Okay. Uh, He thought Elias is too common, so he changed it uh, to Augustus. What? Is that? I don't like that move. That's like when I wanted to be Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Elias Uh, is too common, so Augustus. Augustus. Okay. Uh, He is brilliant. He studied Greek. Better than Elias? Yeah. So it was probably a good move. He studied Greek and Latin. He learned French. Uh, he was very into city planning, as we all are when we go to sure. college. This could be so much. <laughs> we'll have a stands. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Big things for this town, I see. His, uh, his classmates thought he was odd. Sure. He's very tall. Weirdo. <laughs> right there. Shrink you. Should be, able, you. should be able to throw things at them right yeah, there. Yeah, Tolly. Hey, freak. Mm-hmm. Please you... stop growing. I'm almost done with the drawing. This fucking guy's hitting growth spurts in two weeks. Back A then nightmare. it was like, you five foot eight weirdo. Yeah, yeah, right. Be three five like the rest of us, <laughs> Tolly. Look at the size of him. Almost five and a half feet. <laughs> His feet are enormous, a size seven godzooks. <laughs> Biographer Arthur Woodford wrote, quote, six feet, three or four inches tall. Okay. Thin, sallow, stooped. Stooped. His long, narrow face was dominated by a big nose. His only outward vestige of vanity was a generous crop of thick black hair. His contemporaries commented on this sloveliness. On his... Slovenliness. Oh, okay. Sloven... Right. Slovenliness. Slovenliness. There we go. Say it backwards twice. Slovenliness. There we go. Author Mickey Lyons, quote, he devoted lavish attention to his hair and clothing, but was exceedingly neglectful of personal hygiene. Jesus. He was a stinker. So this guy should have just drawn, like, a couple, like, stink lines coming off of him. (laughs) Maybe, like, a fly. Like, give him, like, the pig pen. Yeah. Yeah. He graduated and moved to Philadelphia. I mean, when you're talking about, like, 1,700 or 1,800 stink... You're bad. You are talking, like, like outhouse odor. Yeah, no, yeah. you're like, just... Like, for people back then to be like, he's the stinky one. It's like, everybody stinks. Yeah. Everything stinks. We're washing in buckets. Yeah, he had to be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, horrendous smell. Just a guy rubbing shit on himself. Going out for the day. Yep. Manure, anyone want a bite? All right, just me. What's that, bad cheese? Yeah, they call it tacos. (laughs) Go to stands. Uh, So he graduates, he moves to Philadelphia, he starts practicing law. Sure. His uncle dies in 1797 and leaves him a small inheritance, which Augustus used to move to Washington, D.C. Nice. And he opened an office slash home close to where the slaves were building the White House. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, funny how reality is really tough to digest, isn't it? <laughs> like a stand taco. Uh, 
So he sets up a law practice. He... You got to keep the stand stuff in from the beginning, you realize. Otherwise, this whole thing, people are like, what's going on with the stand taco? Like Eminem? Um, he Dear was... Stan, I ate you, but I don't feel so good. <laughs> you said there was Mexican food starting in my neighborhood. <laughs> but I ate it, and now I got a bad, bad feel. <laughs> you call it food, but that's nothing like a meal. I got some water coming out of my rear. Fuck chorizo, you should call that shit future diarrhea. Um, so Augustus is the first attorney to establish a law practice in D.C. Oh, man, what a time. Um, he slept in his office. Nice. But his practice is so small, he's barely making a living. He networks, he makes connections. Uh, the biggest one was Thomas Jefferson. Hey. He and Jefferson would be friends for the rest of their lives. They have the same political beliefs. They may have also hit it off because Jefferson was also a bit of a weirdo. Sure. Prove it. Historian Silas Farmer, quote, the judge was very tall with a sallow complexion and usually appeared in court with a long, loose overcoat or a swallow-tailed coat with brass buttons, a red cravat, is that what it is? Cravat. Cravat. Uh, a buff vest, which yeah. always, which always opened... Which was always open and from which... Yo, what's up? <laughs> the whole system's on trial. And from which protruded a mass of ruffles. Yeah, that's right. No sour cream and onion here. <laughs> but I hope you ladies like ridges. <laughs> yeah, that's right. These last together... Your Honor, the- permission to approach the bench and blow your mind with how much I put up. Spot me, Your Honor. <laughs> These last, together with the broad ruffles at his wrists, were invariably soiled. That's right. That's where all the sweat goes, Your Honor. His pantaloons hung in folds to his feet, meeting... What? They're off. <laughs> the pants are off. Meeting a pair of boots, which were always well-greased. He was never known to be fully... Un- he was never known to be fully under the influence of liquor, but always kept a glass of brandy on the bench before him. Historian James, James Campbell wrote, quote, His room was conspicuous for disorder. Books and papers all over the floor. It seemed like he didn't own a broom. What? Or hands? Or hands. Paper? On, I mean, you walk in, you're like, are you okay? He's like, I don't. Oh, my God. I'm worried about my lawyer. He's drinking brandy. My case is on the floor. He flew. (laughs) Historian Silas Farmer, quote, whatever was odd and unreasonable, he was sure to do. (laughs) What? If there was a thunderstorm, his chair was placed outside the door and he would calmly sit and take his shower bath. You're telling me this guy stunk? (laughs) The guy was like, I'll shower when God decides it's time for me to shower. Once the Lord gives me a shower bath, so, <laughs> I mean, you're hitting me with a lot early, guys. <laughs> you're really, 
<laughs> it's not my fault that I can't stop talking. <laughs> um, but look, he is brilliant. Augustus published pamphlets called Considerations of the Government of the Territory of Columbia. Um, cost, some constitutional scholars still refer to the pamphlet today. So he gets into politics in 1802, which uh, uh, he was elected to the city council of D.C., but he's not into it. He steps down before the term is up. Uh, his intellect, however, gained him attention with the D.C. elites. Uh, Pierre Charles L'Enfant was a Frenchman nice. who was... Uh, who served under Washington in the war, and he helped come up with the urban plan for D.C. That's based right. On, uh, based on Paris. Yes, should be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> should be a nightmare was one big circle in the middle of it, huh? Yeah. That's right. Like an ashtray where you just pop your smoke out in the middle, huh? <laughs> the plan is quite straightforward, huh? You like it, George? Huh? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your greed. Ah, yeah. Nobody will be able to get anywhere. Nothing will be done ever. Nothing will ever get accomplished, huh? <laughs> Everyone will go there swearing they'll change the system, but they won't be able because of the gridlock on the streets and in the system. That is a total nightmare, huh? <laughs> Every two to four years, you'll have a transfer of some kind of power, and they will promise extreme change, but they will not do it either. Until <laughs> the pendulum swings back and forth, huh? Eventually, everyone just gets sick of it, huh? Sits on the sidelines. Is the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, huh? Yes. What do you think? From yeah. the tr this is from the... Yeah, all right. Yes, it's perfect, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, with really rich people, you won't be able to drive through their neighborhoods. It'll be all gated communities, and the poor will fight each other, and they're like rats on a ship, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who likes the bit now, huh? It actually is true. They put in large boulevards so you could drive through the poor neighborhoods. That's right, huh? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> whoopsie poopsie. <laughs> so wide boulevards with radials connected to central hubs, and Augustus thought this was amazing. <laughs> he apparently sure uh, carried a copy of the plans for the city in a drawing, in a notebook, a little drawing. He carry the... He had it in his notebook just... Right. He'd sit down at a coffee shop and go, look what they're doing. I thought that'd be porn. Excuse me. <laughs> Same thing. It's a city plan. Whoops. Jesus Christ. Well, that was my nose. I call this guy's a French tickler, huh? <laughs> In 1805, President uh, Jefferson, he's now the president, Thomas nice. Jefferson, appointed Augustus as one of three Supreme Court justices in the new territory of Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Now, he arrived on June 30th, 19 days before a fire had begun near the stables of John Harvey. Harvey had tapped his pipe on his shoe. Easy. Dropped some burning tobacco into hay, and then it caught on fire. And there's really? no... So was this when uh, people discovered that hay was flammable, or is this man just <laughs> not listening to reason? Maybe I sh they always say I shouldn't hey, do this. Yeah, yeah, that's man. perfect. What's the worst that can... Oh, goodbye, everything. Well, <laughs> boy, oh boy, that's not just an old wives' tale, is it? That really does go. 
There's no fire department, so <laughs> wow. the city was about 300 wood buildings on four acres, and locals tried to save the city with a bucket brigade taking water from the river and passing it along a line. So, And that worked for sure, because yeah. fire, bucket beats fire. fire. We know that from rock, paper, bucket. Right. Scissors. Rock, fire. Rock, fire, bucket, scissors. Yeah. The entire city was burned down except uh, an old British fort and some brick chimneys. All right. And this is what someone... But I'll bet you the pipe had a great rip. I bet you he was like, (laughs) oh, baby, that's some good cherry Becky. I realize we're all sitting here looking at our city burn, but I would just like to say it was worth it. (laughs) I got a really hot rip off the pipe. (laughs) Really enjoyed the pipe. And I've learned a valuable lesson. Not really. No, I haven't. I ha- I'll be honest. Uh, I'd do it again. <laughs> Such a good feeling. Well, it goes into your lungs. Oh, it's the simple things. I'd like to point out the guy with the dog is in this one, too. Yeah. yeah well, this guy, too, is like, tell the fire to stop. Don't burn more than that. I'm really just starting to get it down. If it could stop spreading, stop moving. Oh, good Lord. So the new governor... Was William Hall. Okay. But when the fire happened, and he he had also he had also not arrived yet. So the only (laughs) he's like, what's what did I miss? (laughs) How's it been going? How's my city? Hello, I'm here to check in. And the fuck did you guys do here? The state looks different, smokier than I remembered. I guess I'll. Just, I guess I'll live in that chimney. Sir Governor. Yes. uh, I'm the guy who started the fire. My name escapes me. But I wanted to let you know. Oh, we all know it's John Harvey. That's me, all right. Every person alive. John Harvey. Thank you. You could have left me hanging out to dry on that one, and you really stepped in. I hear you're quite the pipeman. Well, that's what I was going to say. I apologize, but I wanted to let you know how worth it it was. This pipe really ripped good. I would love to hold it against you, but I have had a nice sweet rip on a pipe before, oh, and I thought, yeah, God damn, why, I could watch the whole people fucking like city of Chicago burn that's for this one. right. Worth it. Absolutely. That's why people love you. You connect with us on a level that other politicians can't. I understand the people. You do. Still, we have to kill you. Well, uh, just glad I learned my name before you did. (laughs) So, the only guy in authority was uh, one Supreme Court justice who was there, um, but he had no legal power uh, to order any cleanup efforts. That's Frederick Bates. So, upon arriving, Augustus, with the proper documentation to get the uh, construction of the new city started, uh, Woodward had, he had the law enforcement plans for D.C. He's like, what okay. city is it again that he's doing? Uh, uh, Detroit. Okay. So, he, uh, he's got the plans. Sure. Yeah, of course oh, he D.C. Does. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> And, of course, D.C. and Paris are massive cities with huge populations at this point. There's 800 people living in Detroit. Should be fine. Uh, it's a city mostly uh, that by the river that uses fish and water for crops. 
Um, most farms were along the river, very long and skinny, and the people meet with the, the new governor and the judges and say they want to rebuild as soon as possible, mm-hmm. but they are not allowed to. Right. Because Augustus has this plan. That he's Here we go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> that he has uh, drawn up with radial avenues emerging from meeting places and parks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, very, very Paris There's 800 people. Yeah, there's 800 people. In this so, town. So 800 people, so everybody gets seven buildings. <laughs> <laughs> He's planning a city where blocks will be replicated for, for millions as the city grows. So and stretches out for miles. He's right. planning a he's, city he's planning for, for millions of people. Years. For like, here's how we're going to do it. Once everyone starts fucking. <laughs> Fathers and their uh, portals with the children inside of them. <laughs> now, you people in Detroit, you breed like spiders, right? There's a bunch that come out at once. Yeah. You're, you lay eggs, correct? <laughs> They're egg layers. Uh, you so you first... give caviar birds, am I right? <laughs> The first plan he comes up with is a city of 50,000 residents. Remember, there's 800 people. <laughs> All because he met this fucking French dude. Yeah, he's he like, loved the plan. He's like, this is so great. <laughs> this could work anywhere. Well, there needs to be a lot of people. Literally anywhere, even if there aren't people. I don't think you're listening to me anymore. That's right, anywhere. No matter how many people. So Detroit would not, not actually hit 50,000 for like 60 years. He wants to put boulevards down what was basically just wilderness. This will be Main Street. (laughs) Shop after shop. Oh, just think of it. Once the people get Get into the city, then it'll be shop after shop. Boulevards running through here. Oh, people will be coming off of buses and going, whoa, and they'll be spinning in the town center once there's people here, obviously, which won't be long because there's going to be a lot of babies. Like spiders. Like spiders. <laughs> That's how they'll come out. Like T-shirt cannons, but children. <laughs> Every baby gets a store. And a shop. And a building. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, he... All this ignored the fact that everyone in Detroit was packed around the river because that's how they made their living. Yeah, that'll change. <laughs> Once they realize there's big shops everywhere, they won't need food or crops. It'll be a lot of taco spots. People in this country will be clamoring for the famous Detroit taco. <laughs> so absolutely no one is interested in 120... 120- you foot stop fishing and growing things. This city. <laughs> um, especially if the boulevards went through their farm. They're just not into it. Except Governor Hull. He's like, yeah, this is a great yeah, idea. Really good call. The only thing Augustus did not want to change was the location of the fort, which was stupid as, uh, which is as stupid as planting a city of uh, 60,000 for 800 people. The fort is in a terrible location. Too far and too far from the river where everyone lives. Okay, so so it can't protect the people because it's too far back. Right. 
if ships pull up with men. Right, you know? right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is the easiest way to attack a city. Uh, everyone, hurry to the fort! <laughs> Take us about two weeks to get there, should. Won't be long. But when we do, boy, are we gonna pass some shops and stores. <laughs> Hope everybody likes malls! And then you can see the freeway is over there. <laughs> um, so, so super smart, but just enamored with a terrible Parisian terrible idea. Just plan. not reality based. Right. He's just like you right. know wants to do what he wants to do. Right. So all these people are homeless now because their houses all burned down. And well, have I um, got good news for you people? And he tells them they should think of what Detroit could become and plan for it. We're trying to eat. Well, but what about the theater? <laughs> what? But, okay. What about radials and parks? We need crops. Well, okay. He said it would become a city, quote, thriving with people, characterized by industry and abounding in the production and arts, which minister to the convenience and comfort of man. And they're like sitting by a chimney going, Fuck, dude, I need a fucking house. All I have is a chimney right now. Well, do you have any actors? <laughs> We're looking to start some theater stuff. Anyone in there do uh, improv or comedy? Ooh. Do a little zip, zap, zap. Sorry that you lost everything. Would anyone care to be a sous chef? <laughs> At a hot new restaurant? Ever heard of fusion? Ooh. What about a curry burrito? Whoa! Who's this guy? You're going to love it. Just abandon your reality. I need food. Yeah. And a place to sleep. Well, once you actors unionize... Fuck, a few years no down the... We're fishermen and, and not farmers, and there's like a tanner. Like, there's nothing else going on. There's 800 of us. It's not... Maybe write a musical about that story. And you could produce it on one of our stages in the big city. If I don't starve to death. Exactly. We'll write something about that. And then once you're doing these big plays, there will be stores opening up around you. And that's commerce. And then the next thing you know, you have spider babies and this city is popping. Motown, Motown, Motown. <laughs> Boom. So... Uh, everyone's home was just burned down. They didn't care. They needed immediate help. Augustus, however, thinks his plan is very generous because each white man over 17 would get a plot of land. And then he redrew property lines so everyone had larger and very even plots, which led to years of in fighting and accusations of theft. Sure. It just caused problems. So. Right. He hires a Canadian surveyor. But to your point as well, it's like you're not going to leave the land that you are actively, right. li like where things are like fairly functional to, non to go somewhere far away and be like, hey, it sucks. It sucks, but it's even. He's like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He hires a Canadian surveyor to plot out the city. And as the survey gets to work, the people of Detroit just start building homes wherever they want. doing here? <laughs> Hold on now. Wait a second. We need some time to figure out where it'll work. So, 
Property and deeds back then are mostly done by handshakes, so there's no records of who owned what. Oh, my God. Whose hand did you shake? I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> well, because this is supposed to be a fusion restaurant. <laughs> we, we hired the sous chef. Do you understand what the problem is? It's a big problem. I shook Bert's hand. Who's got- that? He lives over yonder. No, he's not allowed to live there. That's where the theater goes. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you people? We're doing Aladdin! <laughs> Motherfucker! It's a whole new world! Don't you dare close your eyes! So, everyone's just fighting and lawsuits are happening. And uh, he puts a stop to building. And instead of stepping up, he just starts sulking. Mm. Nobody liked what I'm doing. I'm doing something wonderful, and everyone's Fine. like, Fine. Just survive, then, if you must. <laughs> See what I care. Not brandy. Mm, brandy. Mm, brandy. <laughs> In October, he... He must have loved snuff, huh? Yeah. Oh, because of the... No. In October, he and Governor Hall went to D.C. So they go to D.C. to pitch their plans for the city to Congress, and Congress is like, that sounds great. (laughs) What? Of course. Congress is like, perfect. We're great. Later, Augustus admits that he bought the congressman over $300 of wine and got them plowed. Just never. I mean, it's just never Never. functioned. No. Ever. Ever. They're always just like liquor and gravy based. (laughs) Just like enough of both, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Aren't you supposed to represent the people? Yeah, but we like, I, no, whatever. I like to have fun. If I have fun, then that's cool, better. That's better than fuck the people. If I get stuff that I like, why would I help people? Do you understand? That's the whole conceit of the government. Well, but have you ever had a vodka and gravy? So, <laughs> pushback. So Augustus ends up staying in D.C. until April. Okay. He's hanging out with Jefferson. He's going to parties. Because of the nightmare situation with property claims and lawsuits in Detroit, no one builds a house in 1806. Wow. Wow. So when Augustus... So he's just having, like, a vacation? Yeah, he's partying and having a good time. Well, people are like, so when are we building this huge city? He's like, I just, let me, I'm, just, I'm having a relax. Let a guy chill, would you? Have you heard of jello shots? Yeah. <laughs> so when Augustus and Hull come back, they bring with them the Articles of Incorporation to establish a private bank in Detroit. Oh, here we go. It is backed by East Coast investors who, it turns out, had no money, but were using loans to set up the bank. Wow. So, Dave. <laughs> Okay, so just obviously very cool, straight up, awesome. Bank's a total scam. Yep, great. Congress was against it from the beginning. Augustus There's was named, our difference. Augustus was named bank president. He ordered one million in bills to be circulated, but there were only there was only twenty thousand dollars to back the bills. Wow, what? So, 
So he shipped the bills east, mostly to Boston, and that was done because there's a far less of a chance for people to redeem them because the banks a bad in Detroit. Pro- that's a problem. That's not good. Right, because then he's like, well, we don't have it. But, but that, was, bank. that was part of a giant banking scam that was being run by an investor on the East Coast. So Augustus also approved a massive bank building made of stone and iron vaults. And lies. At the, t- at the rest... <laughs> So he's building a giant stone bank, and that the rest nothing. of Detroit is lean-tos and tents. What do you think cities are going to look like in 40 years? <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, it's called a lean-to. I'm right next to the Bank of America. <laughs> Move, poor. I need to go to the bank. So in 1807, citizens created a petition that blamed the continuing disaster of the city rebuild on Hall and Augustus. Quote, the history of William Hall and Augustus B. Woodward, since they took upon themselves the government of this territory, is a history of repeated injuries, abuses, and deceptions, all having a direct tendency to harass, distress, and impoverish, if not absolutely to expel, the present inhabitants and to accomplish private and sinister schemes. Here's what I don't understand. If he was, like, Paris-obsessed, and he did have these plans, like, he's just not doing anything. He's, but, he's, he's building a big city. No, he's not. He's just like, he's, he's like, I got a bank. All right, relax. <laughs> I'm going on a gravy break. <laughs> I mean, the plans are moving forward to build the city. It's kind being, of, it's, it's, but he's it's not bringing going, the people along. Like, there's no what actual... people? The people, build people. This, no. You, if it's I not build Field it, of Dreams. Yes, it's no. the same thing. No. If you build it, they're going to die no. in lean-tos. It's Field of Schemes. <laughs> Continue the quote. They have been guilty of unfeeling cruelty and barbarity by preventing those naked and homeless sufferers by then conflagration and uh, from accommodating themselves with buildings during one whole year and many of them during another year, they have by their intrigues and ridiculous maneuvers sunk themselves into the deepest contempt. Yeah, so they're not like, they are not bringing the people along in the plan. And no, but the plan is to do their own thing. They're building a city the of boulevards. The plan is to have a bunch of monopoly money. They got, they're getting, he's getting to build a big City that he wanted to build. Right. Which people no... are like, we don't have anything. And he's like, go to the play. Go to the museum. What are you waiting for? Have you been to Madame Tussauds? <laughs> well, go. So the, the accusations of Graft are very spot on. One of the first buildings completed was Hull's governor's mansion. There we go. Finally, a city. <laughs> it was made in a prime location... He had a man scavenge the best stones and bricks from the chimneys that were left over. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm just going to take this. Uh, what? That's you gonna all repa- I have left. Are you going to replace it? No, no, I'm taking this. What, what are you here oh, for? Are those the bones of your grandma? May yeah, I have those? Yeah, we're trying to afford... What are you doing? Don't take her. I think these will be great to put <laughs> over the me? doorway. Welcome in bones. 
You have pretty loose skin. Ever thought about being a briefcase? <laughs> what? <laughs> we're, here to fit. we're building a city for everybody. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you here to fix the town? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> The mansion was built right on the river, and when it was done, Augustus then, Augustus then bought it and turned it into a hotel and boarding house. What is going so on? So they built the so governor's he, he mansion. He built it on, like, the city. On the river, he, right. they built the governor's mansion, and then Augustus was like, I like that. You built it. I'm going to buy it now. You just built it. No, the city built it. But you're in charge of the city. But now it's mine. I'm not sure if this is okay. Wait. Don't we need a hotel? No. After all, no one can live anywhere. <laughs> For all the tourists. <laughs> brandy, 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 brandy. <laughs> what in the name of God? A so, hotel. Now he's... Well, why live in a lean-to when we've got a penthouse? We're dying. Well, well, okay. someone's a big downer. <laughs> Gosh, so much drama. Jeez. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy. The Gareth Army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it. After it, let's see you there. So now these he has the bank that he's built, and he's got the hotel slash boarding house. Now he buys one thousand two hundred and eighty acres from on I, the northern outskirts, which he plans to turn into a model village. A model village. Mod, a model village for his ideas and plans. Victoria's Secret Town. <laughs> so, John. Gentle was a Scottish trader who had been working That's on... That's right. <laughs> but I'm not one of those tough acerbic Scots. I'm Johnny Gentle. 
It's going to be okay. <laughs> Come here, put your head on my no, bosom. No. No? It's, no, it's a little bit weird. It's a little creepy. I don't want to... Come wanna... here, sit on my lap. Ah, I'm not comfortable I'm with not that. I've got undies under the old kiltie poo. What? Hey, that's right. Those aren't bagpipes. <laughs> Those are me down south. <laughs> got a bit of a fucking nose down there, if you don't mind me saying. Jesus. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's called Baby Augustus. Oh. It likes a brandy as well. <laughs> anyway, you were saying, go on, love. <laughs> He had been working on the riverfront for years before the fire, but now Augustus denied his property claims, saying he was not a citizen. Oh, here we go. So gentle is You pissed. wouldn't like to see gentle upset. <laughs> I become big. Well. Go on. Uh, Jenda was pissed and published a bunch of parodies portraying Augustus as grotesque, greedy, foul-mouthed, and a lecherous man. Labels that would stick to him forever and even come up today. It could be where the big nose thing came from. Right, yeah, right. But there are people like, no, he did have a big nose, but right. maybe in the pictures it is a little extreme. Right, yes, right. I, I, yeah, I think that like the worse he became, people are like, it's about this big. <laughs> <laughs> Hall and Augustus battled over who... So now they're fighting over who controls Detroit. Augustus has the other judge, Bates, in his pocket, and he would do whatever Augustus wanted. Nice. So he, like, Augustus controls the city. Uh, so Augustus controls the court, and he uses it to crush all legislative progress. He's also, like we said, he's a champion powder. He, Augustus a champion pouts, what? Powder. Powder. He pouts like nobody. A he powder. Pout oh. and pout. I thought you meant like, don't let me hold the bag powder. Like he was like. <laughs> <laughs> that was an eight ball. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Look at my nose. Yeah. Scarface lives in my nostril. So that's, that's how he responded to any criticism is he would start pouting. In court. Sometimes he would tell the clerk to mark him as absent. And one time a lawyer berated the court and another judge said to Augustus, quote, shall we endure this? And Augustus said, quote, I consider myself absent. We all do. <laughs> so Michigan had outlawed slavery in 1787, but... But property owned by British citizens was protected, which included slaves. Do you want to cheer now? <laughs> it's illegal! Except for the British. They're awesome. They can yeah. still own people. Well, what you've not understood is that most of Michigan is Britain. <laughs> and we've not outlawed slavery. So, in 1793, British law was changed, and now the children of slaves owned by Canadians, were to be freed when they were 25. Okay. Boy, so we really, we fucking caveat the fuck. I mean, yeah. just a nightmare. I'm like, well, here's the, okay, look. This is like the Obamacare for slavery. Yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> so it's, it's just a confused mishmash of rulings and laws now. So That's why they call it Michigan. Remember that guy clapped when slavery was made <laughs> illegal? He, he booed at the caveat. <laughs> In 1807, a British named Tucker yes. brought, brought a family of six slaves... Uh, uh, the Denisons, and then he moved to Detroit. Okay. His will said the parents would be freed, but the children would remain slaves. Can you fucking imagine, L- like, letting your will dictate further slavery? Oh, can I imagine it? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but to be like, yes, I know I'm gone, but here's who I'll keep as slaves. <laughs> It's pretty weird. Yeah, but pretty normal, too, at the time. But but also, like, like, uh, how about this? The parents are free and the kids are not. That's going to cost such fuck Thanksgivings. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thanksgiving, a holiday that represents the time. (laughs) What a great place. So the the father takes it to court, and Augustus rules three of the four kids would remain slaves because they were born before 1793, when the British law was changed. <laughs> wow. So, so yeah. one kid gets free with the parents. Right, yeah. Now, a month later, a Canadian merchant brings a 20-year-old slave to Detroit, and she escapes. And she goes to Smith's Tavern, which is the tavern in Detroit, and the slave owner comes with his, his sidekick, and the tavern crowd fights him off, and... Actually, tars and feathers the assistant. Ah, <laughs> uh, now you may, yeah. Now, now you can cheer. <laughs> oh, come to fucking Detroit. This is fucking hockey town. And then Augustus was like, Ah, a fellow bird. Hello. Um, no. We're a rare breed around here. They're gonna look at us strange. Here's what I do when I go home. That's when I warm my eggs. You should do the same, there, friend. By the way, some of your feathers are not... uh, You should clean yourself more. And that's coming from me, a man who stinks like an outhouse. So the owner sues, and Augustus ruled fleeing slaves would not be prosecuted. And then the the Denilson kids heard that, and they just took off to Canada. So the Denison kids hear that, and I mean, that is like a... I mean, that is obviously like a rule where you'd be like... Okay, well, take care now. <laughs> Wait, but damn, that, I guess that would be appealing, wouldn't it? So they couldn't be arrested because of the ruling. One of them actually came back years later uh, and was like a property owner and did very well. Okay. So basically, Augustus's ruling led to decades of like wild slave uh, escapes and conflict in Detroit over slavery. Sure. Um, now, a guy named John Whipple had been a captain in the army, and he was a friend of Hull. <laughs> so Hull appointed Whipple as an Indian interpreter. Now, is Whipple similar to this man? No. What we have it? no idea what Whipple looks like. This he's is, a white guy. We just know. Yeah, he's okay. a white guy. Well, we just, then I think we're good. I mean, <laughs> what guy named Whipple is not a white guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... After the appointment, Whipple sees Augustus on the street. You really kind of have ruined this guy. (laughs) 
and attacks him. Augustus attacks Whipple? No, Whipple attacks, Whipple attacks Augustus. Augustus. And he called Augustus, quote, a damned rascal. Language! Language! Um, so they fight, and then Whipple gets arrested, and Augustus wants to try him with the two other judges. He wants to be a part of the judge. He wants to be he one wants, of the judges. Yes. Right. Uh, but they, they end it's up... like t- The Voice. <laughs> yeah. But they end up talking him out of it. Whipple ends up being convicted and fined $50, but then Hall immediately remitted the fine, which is just a way to tell August, Augustus to fuck off. Right. So Augustus is now often being accused of drunk in public. Wow. I, I just am like, this dude's life is so valueless. Like, he's just been an absolute fuck his whole life. He's and, ha- like, he was smart, and then he's just been a fucking asshole who, like, had a big plan for Detroit, but then he's like, fuck it, let's just party. And then now he's just partied, and now he's like, well, I mean, let's just keep partying. And everyone's like, what about Detroit? He's like, do what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We have a big main street with lots of stores and shops. Oh, man, you're going to love Detroit. I'm getting close to it. What am I, like, 50 now? (laughs) I'm dying soon. (laughs) Yeah. So he's he's drunk in public, like I said, a lot. Each night he would go to Mac and uh, Conant's store. Mac and Cunt's? Conant's. Cunnants. Excuse me? Cunnants. Spell, I Cunnants. guess? Cunnants. C-U-N-A-N-T. Cunnant. Cunnant. Better. Okay. Cunnant. I think you're so addicted Cunnant. to that word that you're like, that's how you say it. Does it matter? It's more fun the way I did it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So he would go there every night and sit and talk and uh, drink a pint of whiskey. A pint of whiskey. I assume that's what it looks like. Sure, yeah. There's no picture of it. Yeah. But I think that's what it was. Isn't it amazing that in this country, you can, like, liquor and check cashing have just kind of, like, conflated into, like, get drunk and then get your money. (laughs) Make the decisions you're ready to make. (laughs) It's good. It's fine. One day, the store clerk gave him a bill for whiskey, and Augustus said it was ridiculous to charge him for a little whiskey. And the clerk said, quote, but it is not a little. It is a good deal. I kept count, and I find you have drank three gallons and a half. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's great, too, because he, like, doesn't remember drinking all that. So he's like, (laughs) me? I don't drink that much. I don't remember drinking all that whiskey. Oh, there we go. Oh, fuck. Uh, so he paid the bill. Okay. So he was also he, he was known to hear court cases at Smith's Tavern with lots of brandy. What? He was not, at the tavern? Not here? uncommon, very common for... Common to have tri- have, like, yeah. like, tri- right, uh, uh, Can we get another round for my buddies? Now, <laughs> what was your deal? Were you there or were you not there? <laughs> okay, hold on. To a fucking good time. To... <laughs> To good, to good, to, no, no, to great bros, who I always love, hold on, sir, who I love, and I never stop loving. Yeah, bro. Fuck you, Tony. All right, relax, relax. He's a little shit. Tire your shit. All right, shit, Jake. We're doing trial right now. 
You're doing a trial, motherfucker. I don't like to treat the witnesses hostile. I'm, I'm the judge too, I'm the witness and saying I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> Fucking was that whiskey? Yeah. Bitch. Well, uh, so anyway, what happened? Can we get some jalapeno poppers and curly fries too? That'll soak up some of the booze. Um I miss Linda. Okay, all right. Guilty! Sorry. We find you guilty. God, I'm a bad judge. You're a good judge. Hey, of of right, women. Hey, breathe through it. What? Breathe through this. Breathe through this. Stop writing that down. Breathe through this. Oh, God. Oh, all right. All right. Per oh, permi permission to get a bucket. Permi yeah, permission granted. Oh, Here, God. just throw up in my nostrils. <laughs> You're a bro. You're a bro. You're a bro. You're a bro. All right. We got to take a recess. Oh, my God. I got to stop going to court. You're fine, dude. You're doing great. I don't know how much longer I can do this. Shut up. You're doing awesome. Every time I go to court the next morning, I want to kill myself. So it's very common, like I said, for court to be held in Tavern taverns. Court. And even like the Supreme Court back then at the very beginning would sometimes. So, well, by the way, if Kavanaugh had his way. <laughs> Can we take a recess while Squeeb gets me another beer to shotgun? Squeeb, bring it over. It's my man Squeeb. So they would start at midday and go until two or three in the morning. Fucking, I mean, shit face. Per, it, they had a perfect, been. yeah. That, I mean, that's like football. That's like Sunday football hours. You, if you have a court case, you're like, oh god, let it be at fucking two p.m. Oh, yeah. and not, I don't want. Yeah, I want 1 noon. Give me noon. Yeah, just before the first round of shots. Shit, <laughs> they're doing shots. This is not good. It's anybody's game today. All right, what was your case? Oh, Jesus Christ. So, Arthur Woodford, quote, judges and attorneys eating lunch and passing the bottle back and forth between bench and bar while hearing was in progress. So, very I mean, common. it is just, just... Honestly, I just don't know what system's better. <laughs> <laughs> the toss-up. Uh, so, he has, he, has a, uh, he has a hateful relationship with another judge who was recently appointed... By Jefferson to the Supreme Court in Michigan, uh, James uh, Witherell. Hey. They dislike each other so much that during tavern court, they would sit with their backs to each other. Jesus Christ. I mean, and what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> And if Augustus got bored, he would tell the clerk to mark him absent and then lean back in his chair and fall asleep. <laughs> I, okay. Here's the one thing I'm fighting for. The one you're not enjoying work, saying you're absent. Yeah, absolutely. I'm absent. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Mark me as absinthe, honestly. I'll have another. One time, a lawyer started talking shit about Augustus while he was sleeping, and Witherall poked him and started teasing him, and Augustus sat up and braided the lawyer, threatening him with contempt. And the lawyer said, quote, You can't cite me. You're not here. The record shows you're absent. Yeah. <laughs> 
you can't cite me, you're not here, is an amazing thing to wake up to. Right. Is a before. Augustus then screamed at the clerk, mark me present, and then started... Now I'm back! And then started screaming at the lawyer. Now I'm fucked! (laughs) Now I'm back! Um, He was still slovenly, as they say. I mean, getting a judicial second wind is just... (laughs) I think I could do a little more. So he remained slovenly for years. When he went to uh, Green Bay to hold court, he would just oh, bring boy. one shirt out of his luggage. <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> I've done that for sure. <laughs> well, the one shirt luggage. I'll be all right. <laughs> that is phenomenal. What a great pack, just in case I puke on the rope. So the governor and judges would enact any law that had... Uh, could enact any law that had been passed in another state. Wow. Um, sometimes during a trial, they'd hear of a law and then adjourn court to... and then say they were the legislature and what assemble the... as a what? legislature, then pass the law, and then, to, to then find... go back and declare themselves a court again well, and make a ruling. Uh, we'd actually like to cite a law that was passed here at lunch. And... Um... <laughs> Kind of upsends your case a little bit. This is crazy. Like, I okay. <laughs> Can we just officially declare that we over romanticize the founding of this country yes. in every fucking way? That we are completely obsessed with a fucking. Fa- we are just obsessed with a fairy tale. We are just. And we just keep going like, come on. They planned it so perfectly. They were fucking just drunk. They were just drunk. <laughs> They were just at a bar being like, what do you want to do? Okay, fucking cool. And we're like, man, they were so shrewd and smart back then. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson's hair alone should just negate everything. <laughs> they were so genius and brilliant, our founding fathers. Oh, they were so smart. The slaveholders, they were just, they, the drunk slaveholders were just, they really got it. What are you going to, you, they, the right to bear arms is in the Constitution from these drunk men who had slept. You do not. No. No. Perfect men. Perfect The powder wig wearing toothless, drunk, stinky, bearded, weird beard fox. They knew everything. Thank God it. No, no. (laughs) It's just an audience who doesn't get it. (laughs) USA. Um, One time an American Indian went on trial for murder, and Augustus noticed they couldn't get a conviction under territorial law, so they became a legislature, enacted a law, became a court again, and then sentenced him to death. Poof, poof. What the fuck? Wow. (laughs) I jumped in with my comedy too early. You did. You did. I mean, but, like, today, it's like, whatever judge you get, I mean, you're very, like, it is a very malleable system where you could just be like, if you get the wrong judge, it's just like, well. Yeah. But I changed my mind. Especially now the judges are in. Yeah, yeah. The the Trump idiots are all smattered everywhere, and good luck. In 1808, people... Fucking seeds everywhere, just like... (laughs) 
Ah, those will be dumb plants soon. In 1808, people in the East tried to redeem the Bank of Detroit banknotes, Uh-oh. only to discover the bank had just closed. Sorry. Sorry, bank It's closed. an escape room now. Ooh. Someone's got a downtown. <laughs> a cascading effect due to the Boston investor being behind the entire scam led to the very first collapse of banks in the U.S. Uh, a tradition will keep going for as long <laughs> as we can. So Augustus is now constantly fighting with Hull, a trader named Whitmore Nags. So he's a friend of Hull's, and Hull, did, Hull had just given him a job. And right after he got the job, he bumps into Augustus at an afternoon tea party <laughs> and says to come outside with him. Okay. And... He's very angry that Augustus had just censored, uh, censured the governor during a legislative session. And outside, he yelled at and threatened Augustus, and then he hit him in the chest. And Augustus fought back, and the two men had a good old-fashioned fist fight. And Nags was, quote, quote well-bloodied. Yeah, see, you don't hit a dude who's got a ruffled, like, outfit on <laughs> in the chest. Like, Augustus is like a punch-out character. Just nose, nose, nose. Work the nose, work the nose, work the nose. Nostril, nostril. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go like, ah, I'll hit him where his feathers are. Oh, you hit me in the pillow. (laughs) It's like punching a duvet. (laughs) So afterwards, Augustus went back into the tea party. Back in, he's like, anyway. But the next day, Augustus had Nags arrested for assault and battery. Mm -hmm. And... Nags appeared in court in front of Augustus. Oh, hello. What brought you here? Oh, who filed those charges? Oh, that's not good for you, is it? (laughs) We're a legislature. Anyone named Nags needs to be put to death. We're a court again. Boom. (laughs) Your head's spinning, ain't it? And he refused to recuse himself, and he put Nags... Yeah, the the refuse accuse. Yes. The refuse cues. And he put Nags under a $3,000 bond to keep the peace. Jesus. He then filed a $20,000 civil lawsuit against Nags. And uh, I'll be seeing... Oh, look, a lawsuit? Boy, I think I've got a good point there. (laughs) Guilty. Um, Naturally, people were very upset about this. The Speaker of the House of Representatives wanted to charge Augustus with misconduct, but right before uh, it happened, the War of 1812 broke out, and it was all forgotten. (laughs) Buddy, (laughs) it is the same playbook, different quarterback. So So the war is on, and the British and Tecumseh moved to take Detroit in the summer. I mean, I'm listening. Uh, Yep. Um, they moved to take Detroit, and uh, on August 12th, 1812, after he's deceived by I the you British... Said deceased. <laughs> after he's deceased. After uh, Hull is deceived, deceived by the British and, and the uh, Native American forces, um, they pretended like they were much larger than they actually were. They sent, like, a, a letter, which... We're a lot of people. He's like, oh, no. that checks out. That's uh, not good. They were sending a letter between themselves, which they oh, wanted so they, to get intercepted. Right, and right, it was. Right, right. Um, so whole quickly... I don't know. I mean, there's too many of us. Won't it just be an onslaught? 
Yeah, but what are we going to do? I guess we'll just end it real quick. Yeah, I guess. I wanted to give him a fair fight, but I guess we just won't. We'll just dominate. Dominate on three. One, two, three. Dominate. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, fuck me. So They're Hulk doing cheers. <laughs> so Hull quickly surrendered uh, uh, Detroit. So rumors were Hull was uh, drunk before he surrendered and said, quote, the Indians are numerous beyond example. Buddy, just, can you be sober for a thing? <laughs> Hull would end up being court-martialed for cowardice and ne neglect of duty, and he got the death penalty. Can we bring that back? Cowardice? Yeah, and de dereliction of duty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I all mean, for it that. it feels like we would be like, and you, and you, <laughs> and you, and you. Um, it's Oprah with cars, but with dereliction <laughs> slips. So he got death, but President Madison commuted it and just dis dismissed him from the army because he had done such a good job during the revolution. He did do a good job. So, uh, British Army officer Henry Proctor. Uh, so he's in charge of Detroit now. So he asked Augustus, Augustus to be secretary of the territory. Jesus Which Christ. puts Augustus in a tough spot because working in, under the enemy is basically being, uh, it's treason. Right. Uh, so he writes a letter to Washington saying he's innocent and was just going to try to help the people of Detroit. Okay. Proctor's a fucking monster. Um, he lets the American uh, Indians just attack settlements at will. Lots of people are being killed. Augustus would do what he, ha uh, what he could to help people, and those in Detroit are very happy about it. Um, uh, about Augustus's help? Yeah, he's wow. generally so helping The people. bar is that low? Yeah. And he, by the way, I'll be at that bar. <laughs> he organized funding to pay ransoms for the hostages being taken by tribes. Proctor just completely refuses to follow the rules of war, which led to a massacre of American POWs at Frenchtown, uh, Frenchtown which became known as the River Raisin Massacre. And Augustus was a, uh, he arranged for safe transport for the survivors of the massacre. Okay. So Detroit see. People in Detroit see Augustus as being really uh, important and helpful during the war. But after being so fucking horrendous. Yeah, but he, you know, it's all yeah. what you do in the moment. Right, yeah, right. Um, yeah. He, he would plead to con make pleas to Congress a lot for food and clothing uh, to be sent and eventually uh, reinforcements to take the city. But right before the River Raisin Massacre, he was about to go to D.C. to defend himself because everyone is saying he's... Uh, treasonous and colluding with the enemy. Yep. But then that kind of went back because he helped people out. So it's, there's a lot of people that want Wait, him. He's really dead and people who don't. It's right. a weird. Yeah. It's like when you're helping the enemy out. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so after some time, Augustus refused to follow any of Proctor's orders. He just said no. Um, get me a pizza. He, <laughs> he even defended nags at one point against charges of bearing arms in defiance of surrender. Okay. So in spring of 1813, Proctor wanted Augustus gone, and he was given safe passage to New York, and then he headed to D.C. to explain the situation that was happening in Detroit, and papers on the East Coast are attacking Augustus and saying he's a traitor, um, and Proctor's atrocities are getting worse and worse, so he publishes a detailed account of what's going on in Detroit. People read all over the country, and they buy it, and they're all, now they have Augustus's back. Mm-hmm. And for the rest of the war in 1812, one of the biggest rallying cries was, remember the raisin. Wow. 
So he's in D.C. for a year and a half. He's hanging with Jefferson. Um, he comes up with a plan to create a university system in Michigan. Oh, boy. <laughs> when the war is over, he comes back to Detroit as a judge again. Jesus Christ. But the people, it's so bad, the people in Frenchtown were boiling hay to eat. Which they have at stands. If you get the... Um, <laughs> Or as as Stans calls it, a chicken taco. (laughs) Shredded chicken. (laughs) 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 Fucking. I mean, we're going to, we better hope Augustus not the judge at the Stans v. Dollop lawsuit. Um, so, wait, in Frenchtown, what is going on in Frenchtown right now? Well, they're now? just starving because the, the Proctor's the, not the, helping anybody. Right. So Proctor's still in charge. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, but now that the, the British have left, no one's in charge. So there's just a vacuum of power. But they just don't. Like, they've just but been, things are so decimated. They've been fucked for so long. So that, that they are boiling. They don't have crops. And, right. There's know. nothing. Yeah. Right. Um, so and he, Augustus walks in and is like, sort of downtowny. What do you think about a library? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> So, what about a costume shop? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gets her, he starts writing letters to Congress, sends supplies, but nothing is being done. And then President Madison sends Lewis Cass as the new governor. Cass gets there, and he immediately kills uh, Augustus' uh, idea for a giant Paris-like Jesus, city. Jesus, you really walked that one slowly. He kills Augustus' <laughs> idea for a... <laughs> okay. So the idea for Paris Lexi is gone, but there's still remnants of it, right? There's the, like, you have a grand circus in Detroit or something like that, like a big circus. So there's still things around, but um, the whole thing didn't get completed. Really? Shocking. Yeah. Because I've always thought it's like Paris. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Augustus now just completely focuses, now that city planning's out, on creating a university, which he called... Oh, boy. There was no way to figure out how to pronounce this, so I'm just going to try to... He called it the Catholopistamid. Pardon? Catholopistamid. Catholopistamid? It's the craziest long. What, la- what language? It's American? I don't know. Is this Canant all over no, again? There's no definition for it. There's, it's not in. You can't Google it. It's not okay. You can't Google it? I think he made it up. Yeah, I the think cops he made come it if up. you try. <laughs> you ain't Googling a Catholopistamid, are you? Uh, so he comes up with this insanely detailed plan <laughs> of a school divided into 13 departments. Now, this is obviously a bit of a banana's idea because people are boi- boiling hay to eat. So his time, he, does he have some of the worst timing in history? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because like, people are like, that fire, we got nothing to eat. He's like, what about it? Big city. <laughs> and then people are boiling hay. He's like, ever wanted to go to college? <laughs> Oh, God, it sounds like the Democrats. So, <laughs> so uh, he, he is relentlessly mocked. He's called the ridiculous egghead who has no concern about the basic necessities. Because I'm a bird man? <laughs> of daily life. But still, the school moves forward. What is going on? Its cornerstone is laid on September 24th, 1870, 1817, 
It would take years to finish. It would eventually be moved to Ann Arbor. Okay. Interesting reaction. But as time passed, Augustus would become more and more ridiculed. And when Congress allowed Michigan to finally have elections for Congress, he throws his hat in the ring. He's like, I'll do Congress. And he was completely easily beaten. Right. But then the guy who won immediately hated it, and he quit. Uh-oh. I can't tell you. I recently I'm reading stories, and this happens all the time. But people win elections, and they go, oh, fuck this. Well... Is it possible that they were trying to actually change things? And we're like, this won't happen. Instead yeah. of now where they're like, I'll take money. Most, most of the people say that everything's moving too slow and right. it's like right. gridlock. Yeah. Right. So a special election is called and Augustus runs again. No. And again, he loses. Okay, good. He challenges the ballot because he can't believe it. And he lost. Okay. In 1822. <laughs> There's a lot of fraud. <laughs> we're waiting for the ballots from Arizona. Where did these ballots even come from? In 1822... I found a bunch in my nose! In 1822, the clerk court resigned, and the bar unanimously recommended the clerk's deputy take over the position. Okay. But the next morning, Augustus appointed his father to be the new clerk. His father? I mean, how old? I feel like this time is just like... He's 80. What? The father? Yes. Okay, thank God. I thought he meant Augustine. No, he's hey, 80. Hey, hey, I'm ready to go. He's 80 years old. He in, also... In 18... What? 15? It's 1822. Okay, so his father is 80 in 1822. Yeah. So now, 105? No. What? Well, in our years now. Oh, yeah, okay. Kind of. <laughs> right? He's yeah. like, hey, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, here Oh, it's my time. Oh, oh dear. I forgot the beginning. I know. Have we done the trial? Yeah, we did three trials. How did they go? Well, you're supposed to keep track of it all. Oh, dear. I don't remember where they were. Oh. You're the clerk. Of what? The court. Of this court? Yes. I thought I was a judge. Oh, oh. No. 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 No what? You're not a judge. You're the clerk. Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, Um, uh, what is that? What do I do? Clerk stuff. Yeah, okay. Take care of the paperwork. Uh, Yeah, the papers. I didn't, I haven't been putting anything in the paper. What? What? Where's the money? (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. I had a robe issue again. No. Yeah, well, I'll just hold it like a water balloon. I I had Stan shredded chicken for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Now, John lived out east, so uh, until he arrived, Augustus uh, appointed Jonathan Kearsley to be the temporary clerk. 
Okay. So, Kidgley had not been asked. Augustus just said uh, he was, and he stormed into court and said, quote, unless I am appointed principal, and that unconditionally, I will have nothing to do with it. Soon after, everyone learned that John died in Erie, Pennsylvania, on his way to his new job in Detroit. And Augustus was severely criticized. (laughs) He was... He couldn't make it. He was 80. He was not going to make it. I'm almost there, boys. How far away is Detroit from Erie? (laughs) Oh. I'll just have... Let me... I'm going to lay down and take a die real quick. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. No. In 1823, the Detroit Bar Association published a denunciation of Augustus, saying his, On what ground? (laughs) Man's been top-notch. Quote, entire want of practical knowledge coupled with the habits unbecoming his station made him unfit for duty. They also called him, quote, destitute of honor, probity, and respect for established law. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. The bar, the bar charged him with intemperance because he had stumbled into a court hearing and needed to be held up by his assistant. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know, the truth is that it is, like, obviously extremely objectionable, but I, so many of our politicians are shit-faced now. Oh, my dad did that. He got in trouble in court. Yeah, no, he showed up drunk, yeah. <laughs> wish I'd met the man. But um, Well, I mean, you nope. met him the one time. Nope. Never met him. Well, you don't need to meet someone to... Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yeah, you, you just do. just shoot them from across the street. Is shoot? That... Oh, so I shot him. I don't know so what I you So I shot did. him. I don't know so what you I did. So now I shot him. I don't know what well, you did. Well, how did he die? Did they say he was shot? Did your father die from a gunshot is the question, asshole. <laughs> did he? That kind of anger? <laughs> your eyes turn into murder eyes. That was when scary. When I see an Anthony. That was scary. You just specifically said that I shot your father. We did not do an autopsy, so we don't know how you killed him. Well, I think if it was a gunshot, you'd know. Some are very small. Shot him with a BB? Very long BB. A Could twenty-two be. cal BB? I don't know. I'm not a gun fella. Go on. No, I had great With jokes coming, but here... No, go... No, you... No, go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yes, he is charged with being drunk in court. Augustus said it was... Not only drunk, held, like, can't stand drunk. Yes, he had to have an assistant hold him up while he's addressing the court. Yeah, I mean, weekend at Bernie's drunk. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Augustus said it was because of a powerful combination of medications he was taking for a cold. Oh, my God. I can't believe they still got away with that it's, then. It's NyQuil. I shouldn't have taken the NyQuil. I took my NyQuil and my allergy pill on the same day. <laughs> yeah. Um, by then, he is seen as a symbol of an antiquated system of provincial behavior that... <laughs> uh, by the way, no, he's not. <laughs> 
that no longer has a place in in the American frontier. So like people have moved on from just being drunk all the time. Right until our current system. Yeah. Uh, he was removed from a list of appointed judges by Matt, by President Monroe. He then lobbied to be given a diplomatic post in Latin America, but Congress denied I wanna, him. I want to figure out how to make tacos. Uh, can I just say one word? No. Peru. What? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's peruking. Peru. Throw up in your nostrils. Somehow. Like Kim Kardashian with that champagne on her bottom. Break the internet. <laughs> but for some reason, Congress said no because having a drunk guy who was detached from reality and was, wouldn't be great for diplomacy. How old is he now? Uh, he is... No, he's pretty old. Okay. Um, 50, 60, like something like that. He's 80-ish? He's 80-ish? Well, it was... Uh-oh. We know what time it is. Oh, no, he's in his 50s. He's in his 50s. 50s, yeah, okay. 40s, 50s. Late 40s, maybe. Um, so, for some reason, um, now that he's leaving Detroit, people think he should be celebrated. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's... It, oh, God it damn it. It never stops. It never does. In Just die or leave. <laughs> People are like, what a hero. I know. If you, so anyway, in February of 1824, the bar held a lavish tribute at Ben Woodworth's hotel. Praise was heaped upon him in speeches. Quote, his extensive legal information, incorruptible integrity, sp <laughs> splendid talents, correct and gentlemanly deportment, patriotism, and great literary attainments. What the fuck? Like, we are just, we've just been a doomed, I mean, it's really just white people. We have just been like, we have just been like doomed from the fucking get. Just deniers of the blatant nightmare reality we create. Can we celebrate this man for I mean, a but then you're like giving him like, Can we? it's like a coronate, like, oh my God. The you man who was too drunk to go to fucking court. You know what? We're saying goodbye to him. Can that, can that wait? Why is goodbye? Why can't you just be like, get the fuck out of here? Because fuck we're you. saying goodbye. Let's have a party. Just fucking like Iron Maiden in the nostrils. Wow. God, you sound like Dave Anthony. That's a fucked up thing to say to someone. But a letter to the Gazette a few days later said the writer was astonished a few individuals could try to create such a false framing of Woodward and that there were only two actual members of the bar present. But still, word of all this yeah, praise doesn't matter. People reached like, wow. D.C. Yep. So that, and later uh -oh. that year... No, no, no! He was appointed to be a territorial judge in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, well, that makes sense. You didn't tell me it was Tallahassee. What's his role? He's a judge. He's a solitary judge. Uh, I so think what, there's, there's probably three again. So I there's three of them in there just like overseeing chicken beefs? <laughs> By the way, a taco it stands. <laughs> but I... Oh. <laughs> when he landed in Tallahassee, the people loved his weird ways. It was... You're it, one of ours. <laughs> it was a frontier town, much like Detroit had been when he first landed there. Oh, boy. And they were planning their city. Here we go. And Got it, any ideas for it? <laughs> well, actually... 
You ever heard of Paris? <laughs> Augustus had a big part in seeing it had broad streets and public squares. But after a short time, he caught some weird tropical disease and died at 52 on June 12th, 1827. It's called Florida. Um, he never married. He never had kids. The Bank of Detroit notes are the most common of all broken banknotes today to buy. Wow. Like they, there were so many of them that you can find them all over the place what online. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> sources. The Jesus outlines, Christ. Outlines of Political History of Michigan by James Valentine Campbell. Uh, Ypsilanti. What's your dumb city called? Oh, boy. Insolante? It, Insolani? Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti? By the way, there's no way that's right either. There's no Ypsilanti. way. Ypsilanti. Okay. Like, whoever first said it was not like, Ypsilanti. Ypsilanti, Dodd. Ypsilanti, named by Woodward by Tom Dodd. Augustus uh, Bevort. I didn't know his middle name was Bevort. Bevort? Bevort. Brevort. What the hell? <laughs> uh, Woodward. It's like a boar fork. <laughs> <laughs> a citizen of two cities by James Monroe. Uh, okay, yeah. And the early bench and bar of Detroit from 1805 to the end of 1850 by Robert Bud Ross. And uh, Wicked Detroit by Mickey Lyons. Jesus Christ. Anyway, that guy's... Uh, that is... I mean... <laughs> Quite a dude. You could, you just got to get away with so much shit. I mean, you still can. Yeah, but it's, just it's like, different, but it's there sort were more of the ramifications. Same. Like people starved to death because you sucked. Well, okay, never mind. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyway, vote Biden. <laughs> you know, it is. It's just a different prism on the same situation. Like, back then, you had court and bars. And that would be awesome if that's still... Well, in many ways, that is what happened. I mean, it's I would just go to like jury you, duty. Well, you still... Yeah, for sure. But if there was, like, a bar, I'd be like, yeah, I'll go to jury duty. It, by the way, there are so many things, and this is not a great statement to have on record, but there are so many things that if there was, like, booze there, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Like, I've always thought that, like, when I've worked, like, I, in, like, writer's rooms where it's, like, they'll keep you, like, 10 or 11 at night or something like that. I'm, like, if they start, if you could have beer at 5, let's fucking dance. <laughs> let's go. I mean, you're probably not going to get the best stuff, and you're probably going to be, like, is he okay? You know, but you'll get, like, a couple good, decent hours out. Some of those really surly fun times before I start going, like, I call my dad. I don't care what time it is where he lives. So you basically wanted to work on community. Yes. Yes, or in the 80s. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's like, you, you, you just like, I mean, the kind of underlying theme is simply just that they just never have given a fuck about anything other than themselves. There are exceptions to it, but still, it is like, you know, you're mincing the, <laughs> like, you're, you're just mincing words and lies over who is marginally better at the time and then when people get into power they really just don't give a fuck but the fact that the even system. then 
even yeah, then, even then you're just always. I mean, you would go back to Europe before they even. It's all the same shit. It's Wait, what did you say? If you went back to Europe before America, it's going to be the same right, shit. Right? Yeah, just it's just the same stuff. But and, they all left because they were like, "Fuck this!" And then they got here and they're like, "You know what we could do? <laughs> just call the king the president." I mean, they're they're fine with just people, you know, being fucked. I yeah. mean, you know, the reason you guys are all masked is so immunocompromised people can come to the show. Because, because, remember how you didn't like that time you were locked in your house? Well, they've been like that for two and a half years now. So, I personally think it's fucking disgusting what we're doing and just leaving these people, we're essentially casting them out of society. But that's like what, the leaders have decided. Just fuck those 10% of humans. It's crazy. So, but it's and all COVID, the same And COVID shit. replicates in the nostrils. So if there's one person who would really support masking, it's a our boy. A mask boy's. would never fit him. Uh, yeah. A mask it would have been would a never. hammock. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.